Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. True Hauntings is a frightfully good production. Deep under the stone walls of the 13th century Buddha castle lies an ancient labyrinth. In its twisting paths and darkened corridors, time has stood still and the secrets of violent deeds, hidden treasures and the ghosts of the past have found a place to hide. In more recent times, the caverns have been open to the public. But in 2011, police raided the labyrinth and locked the doors to everyone. What prompted this strange closure? What was hidden beneath the streets of Budapest? Was it some evil energy that was threatening to escape from the labyrinth? Hi, I'm Renata. Hi, and I'm Anne. And in this episode of the True Hauntings podcast, we are going underground to explore the long and winding tunnels of Buddha Labyrinth and to hunt down the secrets that make this place one of the most haunting places in Budapest. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. Hello, Anne. Hello, did I say it right? You did. Oh, thank you. You did. We had to look it up because it's not Budapest. No, no, it's Budapest. Or Budapest. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And you've got Slavic background, so (coughs) we're going with you. Yeah, we're going with me. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. Ah, we've had a huge week, which is great. We've had lots of new people come through. We had an event at Maitland Jail that went on for hours. (laughs) Yes, it did. So people (laughs) certainly cannot say they didn't get value for money. Oh, got their money's worth. Gracious me. Then we did a mercy dash on the Sunday to Sydney to visit a friend. Yes. And um, we were sort of collapsing in a heap yet again. Yes, that's okay. Trying to shake this 
this chesty cold thing that's now developed from the good old Makona. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to give a shout out to all those people who did send in good wishes and things towards my dad, who had his pacemaker surgery done. Uh, was it this week? What? No, last, last week. Thursday. I, I remember it well. It was so know, traumatic. I don't even know what day of the week I'm up to. Yes, I, I went to pieces a little bit because um, I think I mentioned it in the last podcast. It's sort of that moment where you realise that this, this is something serious and he's the only parent I've got left uh-huh. and yeah but he he came out of it with flying colours yes crankier than ever <laughs> his, his latest thing now is he instructs me where to drive kids he'll have a second like you know a second wind yep. will come through he's got his new heart that's kind of going something like that <laughs> and so yeah he'll be feisty as ever I tell yeah, you that yes. good luck with that one Em thank you good thing we're going away in 10 weeks yes I just can I trust my mob to look after him though ah oh, yeah he'll be fine he'll I know be fine. Hannah, Hannah's my go-to one um, Alex is so busy and so Sarah because they've got their own businesses uh, and Roman is crazy busy and Hannah lives half an hour away. Mm. And I don't have you as a backup. No. No, because I'm coming with you. I'm yeah, escaping no. as well. We're all running away. Whee! And we've started um, to finally lock in. Um, it seems like we're doing this at the last minute. Finally lock in some accommodation. Yep. Boy, haven't prices gone up. Oh, it's oh gosh. Look, we got to such a state of um, kind of, you know, what are we going to do that we almost, just almost almost booked in a gypsy caravan yes, <laughs> yes we did oh because it was the cheapest thing yep and yep. it was out in the middle of nowhere and i'm saying yeah, can we haul our asses up through that little door into that gypsy caravan seriously can we oh look you know, I'd I'd love to try it. I think I'd it would like be to a film hoot. It. <laughs> it would be a hoot to stay overnight in a gypsy caravan. Yep. Uh, but we it was, could tick it off our bucket list. <laughs> it's not even on the bucket list. No, but never mind. Um, it was a little bit out of our way, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the clincher. The clincher no. was we're princesses. <laughs> We are absolute princesses. Shared toilets. Yep. Shared toilets. Yep. We had shared to, showers. We had to wear. Now I'm going to say we're going to wear. Had, we had to wear our thongs to the bathroom, <laughs> which all our American people are going to go. You what? what? <laughs> you had to wear your thong to the the shared bathroom. Thongs in Australia are yeah. flip flops, and um, that normally means you wear your flip flops in the shower because yes. you don't want to get. Toe rot. <laughs> you don't want fungus in your toenails, uh, which I'm sure this place did yeah. not have. And but you know, we didn't. We're too old for that. Yeah, we didn't. Didn't actually see how far from the um, the caravan, the gypsy caravan, were the showers. They were a way and, off. And like, if I've got to wake up in the middle of the night in our flip flops. <laughs> Oh, sorry, our thongs. Oh. Go on with our thongs and, in the bathroom. And walk through the forest to go and find a toilet. That ain't going to be pretty. I reckon we'd have a bucket by the side of the bed and be, don't look, Renata. Psst. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, oh, you would have paid us money to do that. I'm sure. I'm sure that would have made an absolutely hoot of an episode. But, yes, we've just, we, changed, we changed our mind. And uh, we changed direction and we've actually got proper accommodation. So a proper beds in a, in a proper oh, room yes. with our own toilets. And uh, yes, yes. So we're, st- we're starting off a little bit 
in a, a little bit of a um, more demure state. <laughs> rather, rather For than... our age. <laughs> Speaking of age, oh, no. did you say we got a review, Renata? <laughs> yes. Some lovely person got on iTunes and gave us a one out of five star review. Yes, yes. Saying, if you like listening to two old ladies <laughs> chatting on the bus, and I suppose this is your thing. <laughs> So, look, I I need you all to rise up. This is your call. Please go and leave us a good review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever it is you follow us because that was pretty rotten. For the amount of work we put into this podcast, I got the poos with that. I had a laugh. but I I want that on a (laughs) T-shirt. I think it's brilliant. I think we deserve five stars. We work our freckles off on this show. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay, well let's let's have a chat now, like two old ladies sitting on a bus, and we're going to Budapest, and we're going to explore the the tunnels. Let's so, go. So, what are you having for dinner tonight, Renata? Oh, I might have a nice shepherd's pie. I'll have some baked beans on toast. Shepherd's pie I think. with an egg. Oh, <laughs> very, boiled egg. Very nice. You know, eggs are really really good for your digestion. They are actually. They shoot out the poo <laughs> after oh. an egg. Well, with baked beans and an egg, what can go wrong? (laughs) Oh, so for all of those who um, love two old ladies sitting on a bus having a chat, there you go. There was your moment. Now let's return to the show. Okay. The narrow stairway is going steeply down into the insides of an old house in the Castle Hill in Budapest. The thick smell of mould in the air presses against my face when I carefully ascend the wooden, creaking stairs. These walls around me are so old that they would have a hundred stories to tell about what has happened inside the stone halls during the centuries. Today, my friend and I are going under the ground of Castle Hill to this labyrinth with a colourful yet dark history. When I managed to mentally get past the play created by the human-sized puppet scenes built around the place, the general atmosphere was quite intense. The corridors were narrow, the sound of the water dripping from the ceilings was everywhere, and the mental pressure created by the sheer nature of the labyrinth cast an intrigued feeling. The labyrinth was very sparsely illuminated and the signs showed the right way were few. The labyrinth was a ghostly atmosphere and the thought, what if I get lost, did occur to me a few times. The air was thin and pressing and the lights cast dubious shadows around the corners. I caught myself looking in the dark corners a little bit more carefully as I tried to tune myself in to see the shadows in my ghost hunting quest. There were also short stretches of corridors totally dark, so I grabbed my cell phone to cast some light on my path. However, if you don't have any light, take walking in the total darkness as an adventure, but step carefully. The labyrinth is an entertaining way to spend a few hours beneath the ground of Budapest and a little lesson in history on the side. Also, now and then, I couldn't help of thinking, is this labyrinth haunted? 
with so many centuries behind it, I'd be surprised if it wasn't. I didn't see anything, but I did walk through a couple of suddenly cold spots during my wandering in the labyrinth. But then, they were gone as quickly as they had emerged. Strange, isn't it? However entertaining this visit was to the Buddha labyrinth, I still have to admit that when we ascended the creaky stairs back to the ground level and into the daylight, I was thrilled to breathe the clean air again. And all of the mould, dampness and ghosts down below stayed behind. Great soundscape, Anne. Yeah, that was from bizarreglobehopper.com. I had to cut and paste it and change it around a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think I might have been going upstairs there at one stage when I was meant to be going downstairs, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. We got there, didn't we? Mm, we did. We did. So we are adventuring in Budapest. And did you know that the Romans were there? Not the bloody Romans. The Romans were everywhere. Oh, I cannot get away from the bloody oh, Romans. God, didn't they just acquire everything? Yes. What a what an amazing um, part of history that was when the the Romans just went out. And I mean, you kind of you got to remember that these guys were literally creating things with whatever was available to them on the sites. They were MacGyvers of the day. So it's like they didn't arrive with machinery and all of that sort of stuff. They just went, oh, there's rocks over there. Let's build a um, palace. Let's let's build a road. Let's let's make a, a, a wall all the way through freaking Britain. They were thrifty. They used what was there. God, blimey. And they made the aqueducts. Yes. And viniculture. Yep. And, and then, everyone will get that reference to that certain movie. Put uh, movie. Put it in the comments if you know what that movie is. <laughs> what did the Romans ever do for yes, us? That's it. <laughs> yes. You know what it is. Don't say it. Let them answer. Yeah. So uh, yes, the Romans were here, but they didn't come in until uh, the first century BC. But before that, there was a old city called Obuda. And that was occupied by Celtic tribes in the area. Celtic tribes? Yes. Yeah, so we're, we're gleaning everything. We're pushing everything aside and we are going right back to the very beginning. Because you, you assume that Celtic tribes is something to do with um, Ireland, Scotland, that sort of area. Mm. Well, probably, yes. They were all coming down from the north. And coming through They were Europe. raiding. Were they raiding? Yes, they Ooh. were raiding, pillaging and raping. Oh, no. Uh, and uh, yes, they were going through. And look, this area of Europe um, is really just this hodgepodge of uh, wars. So, has anything changed? No, no. And you know, countries shrank and grew depending on who won wars and who wore, had the best. Um, Tribes, shiniest metals, and you know who could defend their properties. So everywhere you walk in Europe, you have uh, earth that is soaked with trauma, Um, and even in our like in in my cultural history, um, Poland didn't exist at one stage. It was actually wiped off the map because of a war, Uh, and then it came back again, and so you had these. Warring people that did everything that they could to survive 
And I guess that is one of the main stories of this labyrinth when we go back really early in history. The labyrinth itself sits under what is now um, a castle. Mm -hmm. That castle in itself has changed a multitude of times depending on who, um, I guess, planted their flag in Budapest and who, you know, ruled at the time and what they wanted to do. We said that last week about Dudley Castles. It it, it keeps changing because as new rulers come in or new owners, they put their stamp on it. Yes, yes. Um, And And it's very grand. It is. I was so surprised when I saw a picture of it. I went, holy moly, that's massive. Yes. Now, these underground caves became places of um, security and safety. Not only for people, but also for things that were taken, for prisoners, for, you know, a whole lot of things that people really didn't want other people to know that people had. Secrets. Secrets. Lots of secrets. So the underground tunnel passages were actually carved out of solid rock, not by human beings, but by thermal waters long before even man used them as shelters. So they're nature made. They're nature made. They're originally nature made more than a half a million years ago. Now, uh, archaeological evidence says that there were stone tools found in the caves that date back around 350,000 years. That's a big amount of time. Jeez, that's way older than you. Absolutely. Uh, The passages and chambers stretch over 1,200 metres or 4,000 feet and are nearly 16 metres or 53 feet beneath the ancient castle district, um, which is now called Budapest and the largest city in Hungary. And in 1987, it was recognised as a UNESCO World Heritage Site. So there's not much that can be done to yeah. it. Now, the areas that people have been allowed in uh, over the years have been fortified, obviously, and tarted up a bit, really. If you look at some of the pictures of what they've done to some of the places. They've put some lippy and rouge on yeah, it and tarted it up. It's kind of lost. It's lost its its original, you know, uniqueness. It's It's kind of gone a bit junky, mm-hmm. circus-like sort of stuff, I guess. Um, and there may be a, a good reasoning for that. I don't know. Um, but let's let's sort of go back and, and revisit this a little bit here. Um, there is a castle that sits on the top, and it's called Buddha Castle. Or Buddha. Buddha, <laughs> Buddha Castle. And it's um, the place of the Hungarian kings. And they came in around the 1200s and they built this massive Baroque palace and uh, that built was built between 1749 and 1769. Oh, the Baroque period of music, yeah. yeah and when you think of 20 years, that's not a long time to build a palace the, as extensive as it was. Oh, I remember looking at Trial Bay. Remember how long it took them to build mm, that? Yeah. That's nowhere near as big. Now, it's uh, been um, called the Royal Palace or the Royal Castle, but it's now known as Buddha Castle. And it sits over the Danube uh, and on top of Castle Hill. It is a 1,000-foot-long Royal Palace, and it really is a testament to Hungarian history. And 
It was defensive against the Mongolian invasion and uh, you had a whole lot of kings going through and there was um, changes in the royal families that were there as well and some of them took, I guess, the castles over and added and changed things. Um, There are a whole lot of parts of the castle that aren't open anymore to the public as well. You only have a small section of it that Mm -hmm. you can look at. Uh, And, you know, it's 750 years old. And because when you think of World War I and World War II, lots of those big, massive places would have been devastated during those years. Destroyed. And destroyed, yep. Um, Now, the earliest of the medieval rooms there uh, were used as a prison. And, of course, they did recognise the subterranean cellars underneath And you can kind of imagine that, as we mentioned before, uh, a lot of things would have been held underground as a place of safety and as a place of secrecy. So when all these marauding tribes and uh, during the wars, when other countries came into pillage and take, Mm -hmm. the hope was that if things were stored down in in those labyrinths far away enough... um, people wouldn't go in and find them and take them. Yeah. So the labyrinths have been there for hundreds and thousands of years. Firstly, they believe that they were used for storage and for water supply. Then they were used as a refuge during wars and fires and were used by hundreds of people who are also, I guess had something to do with Buddha Castle. So maybe they were the build- servants. Servants. Maybe they were the builders. Maybe they were people who lived around the area and had nowhere else to live. I mean, when we look at England and Edinburgh, um, they had a whole township living under Edinburgh Castle. Yeah, and there's um, maybe homeless there as well because we were looking at that one with the friars? Yes. <laughs> and they had some homeless people that were living. Yes. Because I remember during the Ghost Adventures International, they had, uh, um, they found some homeless people living down there. Yes, yes. Natural refuge. Absolutely. Provide by, provided by mother. Oh, and did you know that um, Buddha and Pesht are two different places? No. <laughs> they are. Buddha is on one side of the river and Pesht is on the other side of the river. They put it together and made one word to incorporate it all? Yes. Oh, that's clever. Yes. So that only happened uh, in 1873. Just thought I'd chuck that in because it's it's an interesting thing. And look, there were really three different areas. So Obuda is the oldest of the the cities, towns. Mm -hmm. So we go back to... um, when it was still, um, the Romans were still there. And I, I really hate to say this word, but I'm going to say it. The, Ro- the Romans called Obuda Aquincum. Aquincum? A- a- Aquincum. Sounds like they'd taken a little wing catcher. And that 
goes back to the word aqua, which means water, which means that they would have known, and Budapest is known for its thermal pools. So the thermal waters created the labyrinth, but there are thermal pools in Budapest as well where that people come and use as, have, have as spas ever, and things. Have you ever gone to a thermal pool and sat in it? Yes, I have. Where, Renata? Oh, New Zealand. Funny about that. Who, oh. who made you do that? You. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? I did. I did. And what did it do to our jewellery? Oh, they went. it went black. It went black. Thank goodness it, they've yeah, gone back to normal. Oh, we've squirreled. We have squirreled. I'm good at that. That's what I'm here for, to make you squirrel. So, Always. Right. So the caves were forgotten over time. Uh, they were rediscovered and investigated in, 19, in the 1930s uh, when the city was doing some redevelopments after World War I. Now, it's hard to consider that How, the caves... They're huge. How yes. can you forget them? Yes, well, I guess they were sitting over the castle and maybe that area was um, a kind of a no-go zone. Oh, yeah, true. You know, Maybe so, the servants didn't need to use that area anymore because... They were uh, all dead. Yeah. Well, no, well, not any that, <laughs> but um, the the classes change where like when you, you think of the the 1700s the servants were never to be seen mm-hmm. um but i suppose moving into the 1900s that's not so much mm, that's correct that is correct so uh, they did some excavations during that time and they found um bones in there and uh, that led to uh, an exhibition of artefacts and remains. And the cellars were opened up uh, and people were allowed in. Now, there are a lot of myths and legends that speak of the Turks burying their treasures in the labyrinths Ooh. when the, the Turks were there. And when I bet that would have been a Turkish delight. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh bumptish. Um, also, tax collectors from the Middle Middle East, or Middle Ages, sorry, Middle Ages, uh, hid their wealth in and around the palace and in the tunnels and the wells. Mm. Um, but apparently, again, that is probably some sort of a myth and legend because they, they say that nothing has been uncovered yet. Oh, as if anyone's going to go, hey, everyone, guess what? I found some treasure underneath there. They'd be just taking it away and all of a sudden they're putting a swimming pool in their backyard. Yeah, and when the Ottoman Empire, um, again, the Turks were there, um, they had mountain bears and tigers in there. Oh, my. Yes. Hmm. So that was used as like a zoo? Yes. Or, well, I don't know. Or a uh, maybe corral they, or maybe stable. Maybe they liked or... to just take their bears and tigers everywhere they went. I don't know. Now, there's also <laughs> an evidence okay. of a Turkish harem that was discovered uh, because there were female skeletons that were found mm-hmm. in one area. And I like how that's evidence of a harem. I don't know. I look, there were a lot of female skeletons, so I just I don't know. I've got a little bit of stories on those ones. All right. Well, I won't say any more. Um, but um, there is again some sort of a myth and legend to say that these women were thrown down some sort of a well as punishment. There we go. So I don't oh, need to tell you oh anything God. about that now. <laughs> Sorry. I, I like how you go. I'm not going to say anything more about that except for. All the stuff you were going to say. <laughs> so there are also symbols, there are wells, there are fountains. Okay, I'm just going to scribble all those there off the list. There are <laughs> statues, there are mannequins. Yeah. Oh, and we've got one no. lovely fellow. I'll get rid of that now. <laughs> oh, no. That's gone. That's right. Keep going. I won't say anything about Vlad then. I won't. I won't oh, well, say. you can if you want to. No. You, well, you're going to say that, aren't you? No, it's part of the history. All right. Okay, well, 
This they reckon this is why Vlad got so angry because Vlad was an angry man. <laughs> he wasn't when he started out. He was an angry, angry man. So he was actually captured by the Turks. He had an ally that p- betrayed him. Because, I mean, they were looking after their countries. Yeah, they were doing and they, some shady deals, you know, shakes of the some, hands, yep, secret yep, yep, signals yep. of the hands. And um, Vlad some was... Some acqui-winkies happening. Betrayed. And uh, the Turks got him and they apparently imprisoned him in those cellars. <gasps> Down with the lions and tigers and bears. Yes, and apparently they tortured him. Oh. And so when he escaped... He developed a taste for it. Yes, he said, I'm going to get you back. I'm going to shove some karma back in your face. Well, not didn't shove it back in their face. No. Where did he shove it? <laughs> On a greasy pole yeah. with a sharp spike. Mm, Let's wrap you around that and shove that up ya. Now it's all they um they say that Vlad is buried there as well in the cave. Vlad's buried in so many places. I know he? there's at least five different places that he is allegedly buried. Yes. Um I I did find something interesting about that. I can tell you now if you like. Mm-hmm. Remember we went to Vlad's tomb? Yes. Um, oh, I had the name of it. Oh, hang on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Sorry about that. Just had to pop out and go get my notes. So I think it was Snugoff. Snag off. Snag off Mm -hmm. that we went to. And if you remember, we actually had to get off the bus and we had to basically climb up scaffolding and get across all these very dodgy planks and things to get across to where this little church was. Yes. Um, And then it took us inside this glorious 
church. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, all the guilt and the pictures with mm-hmm. the, the saints staring at you and they never take their eyes off you and presented us with Vlad the Impaler final resting place. Mm-hmm. We all stood and had our photo with it. Ooh-ah. Ooh-ah. Yeah. Um, apparently not. Uh, <laughs> they've actually discovered there are bones there, but they belong to horses. <gasps> oh, oh, no. Surprise. Oh, no. But the other thing that... The hoof would have given it away. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> well, maybe the long nose. Um, the... The thing that they said, if I remember correctly, about this place, though, Buddha, is that his body was there and his head was elsewhere. Mm. I think. Mm. Was that uh, that how it went? I'm not sure I didn't read that bit, but they... They they haven't found him. They haven't found him, no. But they've got a little monument to him and you can have a photo with him. (laughs) Again, yes. Uh, so, yeah, and I, I know I'm a little bit all over the place with this, but th- this story is a little bit all over the place. It is. Yeah. So, but it's really interesting. I found, I found this one to be really interesting. Mm. So there are implements of torture and iron bars that line some of the walls. Just like your bedroom. Yes. And um, there's also a bit of a myth that there is a hidden chamber where there is a vine-covered fountain. And from that fountain... There is wine that perpetually flows. Oh, the red wine. I thought you were going to say fountain of youth. But no, no. No, and that's red attri- wine. That's attributed to King Matthias Corvinus, who continued the construction of the enormous royal palace, which meant that he may have had some bawdy times down there. Oh, you reckon? With a, a wine fountain. Um, but allegedly he poisoned his wife Beatrice. Oh, I mm. thought he, uh, she poisoned him. Oh, legends say he was poisoned. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> just, just make it up. It's fine. Sorry. We'll just rewrite Sorry. history. <laughs> he was poisoned by his wife, Beatrice, and uh, visitors used to be encouraged to drink uh, or taste the wine if they did. Yes. Um, now, do you reckon that's real or um, just a legend? I think it's a legend. It's real. I found photos of it. <gasps> really? Uh, it was part of the ones that were boarded up. After 2011. Uh-huh. Ooh. So, yes, oh. yes. So have a think about that. Uh, the wine that perpetually flows with red wine and the lady that poisoned people. Would you drink from it? No. No. Absolutely not. Sorry, I'm interrupting yet again. Uh, no, that's okay. It's going to make this in- interesting. So they've also got some strange humanoid statues in the tunnels, and I've seen photos of those, and they are really, really strange. They are. Um, there's a shaman with two faces. There are pale wax figurines in period costumes that tell um, a tale about more recent history, probably when the plague was around. Uh, and, uh, yes, lots and lots of twisty turny hallways and things that you can find yourself in i don't know whether i would go just because i'd be so frightened to get lost in there because i get lost yeah turning a corner (laughs) you do Mm. um i watched amy's crypt episode about it and um she was saying that in the notes they say you know uh, allow at least was it thirty minutes or sixty minutes to explore the labyrinth, and she'd been down there for like five hours. <laughs> <gasps> really? Yeah, but there are signs around the place to to be able to follow your way out. But they were exploring everywhere. Wow. 
Now, I've also got a little note to say that the National Bank of Hungary stored the country's gold reserves in an underground storage area that was made here, and they also had plans to put the crown jewels in there for safekeeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, blimey. Um, put and, it in a dirt tunnel, sure. Yeah. And again, I go back to this thing of, well, you know, you've got a, a tunnel system that's probably about as long as the whole castle that sits on top of it. Lots of different areas uh, to be able to store things away from um, greedy hands. And, you know, they, they would have been used very much so. But then we get to a point where there is a sudden closure of the labyrinth. This is fascinating. And this was on July the 29th, 2011. And I followed this little trial trial of crumbs. And there is so much that doesn't fit. There is a lot of theories and conspiracies. Yeah, as to why. But nobody is saying what happened. No, no. Now, I went to the old website of the Labyrinth of Buddha Castle. And there is now a new facebook page because some guy's doing tours well someone's doing tours allegedly it's a vampire tour or something Mm. i think and so this this is what one particular page says says the labyrinth became renowned attracting a steady stream of visitors who wanted to explore the history and ancient culture of budapest However, on July the 29th, 2011, visitors and Labyrinth staff alike were shocked when the police reportedly stormed the caves and forcibly removed all the occupants. At the time, people assumed this was due to a terrorist attack or an emergency situation. And there are photos of the police standing outside the doorway. Yeah, guarding it. And people being taken out. So everyone was advised to grab their belongings and to leave at once. And were said to be under constant surveillance the entire time. Yeah. Ooh. So who who entered in there that they yes. were watching? But once everyone had been evacuated, the doors were sealed. No emergency situation was occurring and no explanation was given as to why the sudden rush to get people out. So in the following days, the labyrinth caretakers pushed for answers from officials but were not allowed to go back into the caves. It was reported that the staff were replaced. Yes, some I read fir- that. Yes, yeah, some first-hand account suggests that travellers can still enter the maze and online sources seem to be organising tours, but it's not clear if the caves are open or if they've remained cut off from the public since 2011. But on a Hungarian cultural site, found a little bit more. So, yes, on the 29th of July, the Budapest riot police and representatives of the Green Militia raided the labyrinth of Buda Castle. Well, that's a different type of police. And simply forced a large number of visitors to leave the exhibition spaces. Foreign tourists were at a loss to understand the causes of the raid and they believed that there was a terror attack. The headquarters of the labyrinth of Buda Castle were seized and vacated by force, preventing in a premeditated way the company from operating and maintaining any kind of presence in various proceedings. So the exhibition items, the furnishings and equipment were destroyed and were taken away in the months afterwards. The safe of the labyrinth was taken away, open and simply stolen. 
So this is where the people that live around there... Were they actually the police? And have now come in and said, this was not required. You have taken everything. Now, these were the people that were running the whole labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah. And you've taken everything we own. You've closed it down. And now you're allowing some company to come in and put their mark on the place... We're not allowed near it, and it's all been changed. You've got mannequins in there. You've got really weird stuff going on there. Mm. There's no part of the history of um, the labyrinth left to what you're doing, Um, and we want people to know what's going on. Why has it closed? Why aren't you telling us what's gone on? Um, And it's all a conspiracy. And this is where... Fact is stranger than the yes. fiction that's made up in there. Like yes. This going down, it wasn't someone pretending to be the police to go in there and clear the place out. But I, I think the police would have got wind of that. Um, you pay people enough and they'll ignore it. Yeah. Um, is Was it the um, taking over by a different company? And, oh, they might have and, got paid a bit of money to... Yeah, and pushing other people out. It was the easiest way to get them all yeah. out. Was it that something was found by people in the caves? Yeah. And once word got around, they so, went, uh-oh. And they've now sealed up a lot of the caves yes. where you can't get into them anymore. Yeah. Because uh, I remember seeing the picture of the the wine fountain mm-hmm. and the, the red wine coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, yeah, they said it's walled up and there was some statues and things mm-hmm. that you can no longer see. Mm-hmm. So are they using those caves for something else? Mm. Mm. Uh, I remember talking to someone who was in uh, like cybersecurity and they, they were sort of saying, if if you knew what was really going on out there in the world, you you would be completely mind-blown. Mm. Um, and the amount of stuff that is stopped, that they find out about and they stop before it even happens and it never gets out. Mm-hmm. You've got no idea that the, the world was this close and they stop it before it happens. Because you imagine if, if that word got out to the general public, mm-hmm. there would be chaos. Absolutely. Yep. So they're, they're protecting us, <clears throat> I use inverted commas there, by keeping us in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Now, I don't have really anything else other than um, it gets weirder and weirder. Uh, and there, there are sites, if you want to follow this rabbit hole, there are sites out there that um, express the uh, sadness of um, Hungarian history being destroyed. <clears throat> and this is part of Hungarian history yeah. being destroyed um, and kept secret uh, and not allowing the people of the country to be able to actually have a role in it at all. Um, and over time, the castle itself has been destroyed too and things have been taken and parts of it have been removed mm. and parts of it can't be seen by um tourists and the local people as well so it's all very interesting but is it haunted in tell me what you know <sighs> tell me what you, you know Renata, this is going to be a very interesting um okay. episode from my aspect yeah let's go uh all right well 
I'm going to give you the information that I've got. Now, I, I visited many sites. I scoured YouTube. I've watched clips. Um, and Amy's Crypt does a really good one. And let me tell you what they've done down there. Um, she got some really good shots. I'm mm-hmm. just going to say her B-roll was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is an author, Gugulia Crudy, um, who said uh, that the supernatural nightlife of this district, once the roads clear as the residents head for the city, kings of the past supposedly emerge from the walls to wander the streets. Soldiers walled into the buildings are heard laughing and drinking, while ladies with golden shoes are looking for their knights in shining armour. It's very fanciful, isn't it? Um, But... There is actually not much. I almost rang up and said, I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. But the more I sort of looked at it, the more interesting the backstory, I think, gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you did mention that there was some bones found of some ladies. Mm-hmm. And that was possibly Pasha of Buddha, who bricked the women up from his harem mm-hmm. once he got bored with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were, um, you know, worn out. Just throw them down the well or yeah, well, them up. He could have as many as he wanted. Yep. So there are um, voices that are sometimes heard throughout the caves. Uh, no, they don't specify that it's women's voices or um, crying out or anything like that. They just hear voices off in the distance. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There is, as you said, there is a lot of strange artwork down there but I don't think that's ancient no I think that's fairly new yes and I've tried looking up the shaman with the two faces to try and get what the backstory of that is can't find anything so this is a, a statue with a, a face on either side reminds me of one of the Pokemon actually uh, there is a story about the black count so he's from the 19th century, so the 1800s, and he terrorizes the labyrinth. Um, it's just simply a man in a black cape. <laughs> oh. But no, we, we don't know. We don't know for sure. But there was actually a count in the 1800s who fell on hard times, had no money, supposedly teamed up with some bandits. And as they were uh, stealing and looting and pillaging, he would hide their stuff for them down in his caves uh, in exchange for a cut of the share. Mm-hmm. So there's, they don't know how he died. They don't really know much about his life, but they attribute him to being the black figure that is seen in the labyrinth sometimes. Could I find an actual report of a sighting? Nope. Uh, Maybe it's a language barrier thing. Maybe there's first-hand reports somewhere out there, but it's in Hungarian, so it's not coming up in our searches. Uh, The other people have actually said that it might be Vlad, which then they, um, of course, turn into Dracula, which is... hmm, uh, All right, what else have I got here? I don't know if there's much else. Uh... But I did find something really interesting. Do tell. Doctor Who. What? Doctor Who. They went and filmed... Well, they didn't go there, but they filmed an episode, Doctor and Romana. Do you remember Romana? 
No, I wasn't a Doctor Who fan. Sorry. This Sorry is, for everyone. This Sorry. is my favourite Doctor with the big scarf. Um, they filmed The Labyrinth of Buddha Castle as an episode. What? It's an actual episode. I've got the summary here. Uh, the Doctor and Romana land in Budapest, uh, Budapest, sorry, intent on enjoying another holiday. But shortly after landing, they find themselves too late to save the life of a man who has seemingly been attacked by a vampire. As they learn that this is the latest in a series of violent attacks, it becomes clear that they have stumbled onto something that needs investigating. Aided by a vampire hunter who is in search of Dracula, they look into the nearby Buddha caves, currently being used for storage for the military, and find out that the soldiers have problems of their own. So it goes on, stalked through the tunnels by a monster and up against an ancient evil, the race is on to escape alive and foil the dastardly schemes of the maniacal Zoltan Frid. And this is all it takes to create uh, a myth, a legend, a story, and people start to believe that places like this are truly haunted. Yep. Um, so I found uh, Mysterious Universe as well. They had a nice um, sort of selection of summaries of things. Uh, they do have uh, lots of statues in there that are dressed in period costume. They have a section of the tour which is known as the Maze of Darkness. So apparently they do have some... Uh, um, voices and things that happen in here, some paranormal phenomena, disembodied voices, screams, apparitions, and doppelgangers. Mm. So doppelgangers are seen down in there. Uh, the caves were also used as a hospital yes. during World War Two, And um, they had treatment rooms down there. And uh, a lot of the soldiers that were quite unwell uh, mm-hmm. were down there uh, being treated and sheltering during World War Two, so that might also look some of this stuff might be residual there well, could be a lot of residual if you think about it a torture chamber a prison a hospital mm-hmm. there's certainly layers there for mm-hmm. it to be haunted problem being I can't find any evidence of an actual paranormal investigation down there I uh, haven't found any examples of uh, EVPs or photos of things that people caught. When Amy was going through, they've got sections with lighting and things around corner that make you jump scare. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got uh, mannequins behind bars in a masquerade ball type of thing, which reminded me of the Hellfire Caves. They've got Uh, recordings of voices and uh, like screaming or children. So is it that some of these things people think they're hearing Mm -hmm. are actually part of the almost the theme park that's now underneath? Mm -hmm. They've even got smoke machines pumping fog into some of the caves. Oh, do they? Which is where Amy got the best B-roll I've seen. She's walking towards the light with all the the smog and it's just brilliant. It's brilliant B-roll. And they went through the dark corridors where you're not supposed to go through with any lights whatsoever and there's a rope on the wall and you're supposed to just hold the rope and keep moving forward in the dark and it is pitch black. Oh, that'd be 
so terrifying. And at one stage, they, they did the whole thing and then they went back in to have a look to see what was there. Mm-hmm. Right next to them, I'm sure this is where it was, was a giant well with grating over the top of it that if you stood on that grating, your foot would have easily gone through the holes. Oh, no. Easily. I don't think their occupational health and safety standards are quite the same as what we have. No. So, I, I look, I think of our journey to Romania, mm-hmm. where they discovered that people were interested in Vlad uh, and also Dracula. So all of a sudden, everywhere started to have, oh, yes, Dracula, Vlad has mm-hmm. been here, mm-hmm. even when he hadn't. Uh, they've understood that there is a chance to make some money here with tourism. So I think that's that's what's going on down in the caves at the moment. Yes. How much of the rest of it is true, I really don't know. Yeah. The, it, the one perplexing thing is this shutdown that happened in 2011. That is the thing that really interests me. Yeah. And why, why did that happen? What, what was found? Or who was going to... Who was going to be the one that would um, make money? Who was going to benefit? Benefit, that's the word. Yeah. Who was going to benefit out of that shutdown? Certainly not the people of... Um, Budapest, who are so adamantly um, worried about their culture dying. Yeah. Mm. So that leaves us on an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Um, do we say that it's haunted? Probably not it, in any way, shape or form that people think it is. I don't think they've had the opportunity to explore whether it is haunted or not because there is so much gimmicking stuff going on down yeah. there. I mean, Amy would have uh, explored it if she could, but she really didn't get the opportunity to do a spirit box session or um, a, an EVP session because they could hear noises off in the distance as well. Mm-hmm. Was it other guests? Um, you, you can't say. It could have been ghosts. Could have been. Don't know. But she was there four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. So she has been there since the change of mm. ownership. Yeah. Uh, I had read reports that once it reopened that it was – like they were trying to imitate a haunted house type thing yes. and it was really bad. Yeah, a company took over and changed yep. it all. So they've they've actually scaled that back a bit. Uh, so it's nowhere near as um, gimmicky as it was, uh, but it is still impossible to investigate at this stage. And even if you could say, look, we want to come and do a proper investigation, can you switch off everything? I don't know if I could trust some of those people to not try and sneak in there and create noises to further their business. Yes. And I, I don't mean any disrespect to the, the beautiful people of Hungary with that, but uh, it's there's some dodgy stuff that's gone down. Yep. And the labyrinth is huge. It sort of doubles over on itself. It's a horseshoe shape mm-hmm. with a sort of a connection in the middle. So it's it's massive, absolutely yeah. massive. But check out Amy's uh, video on that. It's called Haunted Tubble. Tubble? Tubble. Ha- Haunted Tunnel, Labyrinth of Buda Castle in Budapest, Hungary. It's there for you to check out on YouTube. Uh, 
Would she come visit? I, I still would. Yeah, I would too. I would. Um, I couldn't do it with a group doing a vampire tour. No. I, I could not. No. Um, Nor could I do it with people who wanted to jump out and scare you at every yeah. five seconds. Um, yeah. I don't... Yeah. Who knows, but it would be interesting because I do like that sort of thing. I did enjoy the salt mines that we went and visited. They mm, were cool. Yeah. But that brings us to the end of this week's episode, so I hope you have enjoyed it. If you would like to support our work, consider becoming a Patreon. We'll put the links in the comments and uh, share it around. Hope you're all having a great day. We'll be back next week with another one. In the meantime, stay spooky. Oh, no, I said it. Oh. We weren't going to say stay spooky anymore because <laughs> we realised it was Amy's. So we can't take Amy's saying we're going to be frightfully good and see you on the dark oh, side. Oh, yes. See you on the dark oh, side. More coffee required. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of True Hauntings. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anneandrenata.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.